You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about this MLB postseason and this MLB season as a whole. Was this season a successful one for baseball? Was this season one that baseball can be proud of, and, and what can baseball take away from this season? And we saw a lot go wrong this season. The Marlins, the Cardinals, a lot of teams had COVID, uh, trying to battle through a pandemic. The first sports league to play at their home parks. I mean, they started before football did. Uh, they didn't create a bubble like, like hockey in the NBA did. Uh, they just went for it. And it backfired at the start of it, and then it all cooled down, and they were able to finish the season uh, once the teams and players in the league took the protocols more seriously. So, in a roundabout way, it, it took a lot to get to this point, but you do have to tip your cap to baseball for actually finishing the season at uh, one time. You know, the first weekend, that didn't look like it was going to happen, that they would finish the season. So they did finish the season. Now, from a baseball standpoint... What was good and what was bad? Because there was a lot of different things about this season. You had the expanded postseason. You had the universal DH. You had the runner starting on second and extra innings. You had a lot, a lot go down. You had a shorter season, uh, but that one, of course, is the most illegitimate. So I just want to kind of dive into this because Rob Manford came out yesterday and talked about this season. He talked about wanting to, you know, keep some of the you know runners on second rules and things like that. He viewed it as a success and wanted to keep some of the changes that they made. And so I want to kind of dive into that and and see what baseball should do, right? So let's start with the runner on second rule because this has caused a lot of heartache for Rob Manford, what he said yesterday before the World Series, talking about the changes that they made, talking about the changes that they, that they might keep around. Everyone started dragging Rob Manford yesterday on Twitter, and he's become the big punching bag around baseball anytime anything remotely goes wrong. Uh, Rob Manford's the worst. He's evil. He's terrible. He hates baseball. He hates the game of baseball. He's terrible. Uh, I get all that. The runner on second rule was a success for the post, for the, for the regular season. Excuse me. For the regular season, I'm totally fine with the runner on second rule. The season is obnoxiously long. The season, for most teams, do does not matter. The Royals taking on the Tigers, they don't need to play a 17-inning marathon. They both suck. Get the game over with. Start the run on second base. And sure, there are some cases where you know, the Yankees and Rays played extra innings, and you know, that could be later on for the division. But you also had nine innings before that to decide the game. This should never come to the postseason. That is not what baseball is. That's not what baseball ever has been. That is not indicative of, of an actual baseball game. But for the obnoxiously long regular season, 
it is a good idea to keep it around, and it was it, it was a success. I mean, the Royals stole a couple games, notably the second game of the season. They stole it with the bunting the guy over in a sack fly, and that's all they had to do to beat the Indians. The Indians also could have done, this, done the same thing in the bottom half of the inning. I mean, the Indians chose not to do that, and they lost the game. But we really didn't see that happen too much. We didn't see a lot of teams, ex- quote-unquote, exploit that by getting the runner over and hitting a sack fly. But again, both teams could do it. They just chose not to. So it actually did work. He's right. It was a success this season. Uh, it did limit the extra inning games. It did limit, uh, you know, the the marathon games, which can go hurt players and even hurt position players who have to be, you know, forced to pitch. How many, how many times do you see a marathon game in which a position player pitches? The next day he goes on the IL because he just hurt himself trying to pitch. Uh, it, it's it's a bit ridiculous that people are dragging Manfred for saying he likes the second base rule. We're on second base now. I will be upset. And I will drag Manfred if this rule ever does get to the postseason. Because that's where it should not be. It should never be in the postseason. It shouldn't even come close to the postseason. That's silly. That is stupid. That begins to make a mockery of the sport. But when you're playing 162, which we'll talk about in a second, when you're playing 162... Yeah, let's get it over with. Who who gives a damn about the Royals and the and the Pirates going at it? Let's get the game over with. So the run on second rule, I think, should stay around for the regular season. The universal DH, something that for some reason has created a lot of old people um, outrage, which most things in baseball do. Uh, don't ever have the DH in the NL. Blah blah blah. The DH in both leagues is better for baseball. It's better for the product. You're getting to see nine hitters instead of a pitcher who can't hit, and even the best pitchers hit like a buck buck 17. And yeah, you do will miss the once in 15,000 plate appearances home run from Bartolo Colon. Sure, you'll miss that. I will gladly give that up for extending the career of an actual professional hitter or for extending the lineup of a good team. I would gladly give that up. And also extending the outing of an elite pitcher who is going the distance. If an elite pitcher is is shoving in a game, but so was the opposing pitcher, you're going to need offense, and eventually you're going to take that starting pitcher out of the lineup before you want to. So uh, the DH to me is a non-starter. No one should be upset by this. It has to come back into play uh, next season. Now, I, I believe that there could be some negotiation tactics here where... The new CBA is coming up after the next season, so maybe you do take away the DH as a player. From a player side of things, you take away the DH. That way, when you offer it back up and then a CBA a year later, it seems like you're giving and you're taking, you know, in that sort of negotiation sense. But in a year or two, the Universal DH should be here to stay forever because it is simply better for baseball, better for the fans, better for the team construction, better for the players. The players extend their careers. The fans get that watch actual hitters play uh, and actual pitchers continue to pitch instead of getting pulled or getting hurt while batting. It's better for everyone. So that has to stay. We'll talk more about this season coming up, but first I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. Built Bars have six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You want to get your hands on some Built Bars today because they are soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. Built Bars are great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight. 
while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. They are phenomenal. You can use them pre-workout. You can use them post-workout. You can even use them as a meal replacement. And right now, while supplies last, with every purchase, you're going to get a free cooler from Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off that next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off that next order at BuiltBar.com. My favorite is the banana nut bread option. You can also check out the new cookies and cream because it looks phenomenal. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off that next order. Bailport.com, promo code locked on, 20% off that next order. So I do want to touch on the expanded postseasons, and this is one that, again, creates a lot of outrage from the older demographic. They're just letting anyone in the postseason now. I mean, how could they do this? Why on earth would they just let anyone in the postseason? Give me a break, all right? Give me a break. This is good for baseball. It's better for baseball to expand the postseason. They can catch up to the other leagues that have more teams in and keep fans engaged. Look, the bottom line is Kansas City and markets like Kansas City need all the help they can get to get into the postseason. And once you get into the postseason, randomness can happen. You can go on a magical run. You can. We saw it in Kansas City when they squeaked out the wild card game and then stormed their way to the World Series and took it to seven games. We saw it in 2015 when they came back on Houston, came back on Toronto, and won the World Series. And even for teams like Kansas City next season, where next season is supposed to be another rebuilding year, supposed to be losing baseball again, supposed to not be in contention, expanding the field you know, reduces that number of games back. And the lower that number gets, even though real baseball fans who have a baseball IQ and a baseball acumen can understand that the number is five right now, that is not that close. That is actually really far away. That number five, the casual baseball fans look at it and say, Hey, the Royals five games back. They can make the postseason. Look at that. A, a good week and they make the postseason. They can talk themselves into it and they continue to stay involved and engaged in the Kansas city season. If a casual fan picks up the Kansas City Star tomorrow, and sees the Royals are 15 games back of the postseason, all of a sudden, they're asking when the Chiefs start. All of a sudden, they're not too concerned about Kansas City. It keeps your market engaged. It keeps your market intact. And your fan base interested, which baseball desperately needs. The regional ratings this year are up. The expanded postseason, the pandemic... All of that goes into helping that cause. The regional sports network's ratings are up. I would argue that is at least partially due to a lot of teams feeling like they have a chance. In a 60-game season, it's wild, it's wacky. They expanded postseason. You feel like you're in the mix. Look, Kansas City fans felt like they were in the mix talking to me, saying I'm too negative or anything like that, when the team had a good week of baseball. They played good for one week this season. But that one week in an expanded postseason format gets them right back in the mix. They had a solid week. Alberto Montesi had a solid month of baseball. But a solid week, a solid month, that gets you in the postseason conversation. They end up picking the top 10 of, of all of baseball in the MLB draft. That's how it goes. Talking yourself into that 
and, and getting rallied around the Royals and, and getting uh, invested in the Royals is good for baseball. It's how you hook fans. Look, Kansas City won a 30-year playoff drought. Imagine those 30 years if they always finished seven games out, five games out, three games out. It feels a lot different. You feel like you're closer. Coppin Stadium is kind of much more, you know, full. Ned Yost is not begging for fans in September of 2014. In August 2014, he's not begging for fans to go out to Coppin Stadium. Look, expanded postseason is good for baseball. The, da- the only dangerous part about that is the fact of baseball being the most random sport of all time. And, and you can throw hockey in this conversation as well, I believe. But speaking from experience with baseball, I don't know much about hockey. I know that there are some random results. I don't know how often they happen. In baseball, there can be some wacky, random, weird things that happen. It's just the nature of this game. When you only need to win three games, of course, you can do it. Like I said, whenever I preview the postseason, if Kansas City was in that postseason format, they can take two or three from the Dodgers. They can take two or three from, the, from, from any team, the Rays. Anyone can take two or three from anyone. The only thing about this format I did not like was protecting divisions. Get them out of here. The division winners can move on for sure, but you don't need to protect the Astros at number two who finished under 500. You don't need to protect the number two place finishers. Take the three division winners and then whomever else fills out the rest of the eight, uh, eight team field. Whoever else does gets in. If we have an entire division in the postseason, only one representative from another one, that's fine too. Who cares? Take the best eight teams. Don't do it based on division. Don't do it based on who, who finished second. Don't do any of that. Take the best eight. That's what basketball does. Take the best eight. And I'm fine even, even shrinking that number a bit, for, you know, not going all the way to eight, but you do need to expand it some, either this year or the next season after the CBA is done. And then you get to the number of games played. Look, 162 games is, is incredibly long. It's obnoxious. It's too long. And I, I just don't understand why people are so attached to it. What is the difference in... 162 and 100. Do you really need to see the Royals lose that 100th game? Do you? Do you really need to see them lose the 107th game? Look, bad baseball is tough to watch. Even in a 60-game stretch, it's tough to watch. So let's shrink that number down. We know who the good teams are by game 100. We do. And if you're not ready to do your job at game one and you, and you need those extra 62 games to to fight back, well, you're just not a good team. You got lucky. You had a good turnaround of your season. And then you had a fluky World Series run. Looking at you, Washington. Be ready to do your job game one. Every game matters. The games um, matter more in the regular season. And again, in turn, you're more invested in the regular season because they matter more. There are a ton of baseball fans who always say, it's April, who cares? It's April, calm down. I'm not watching. It's April. So I mean, this game in April, I'm gonna go watch, you know, the March Madness tournament. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out to Power and Light. I get that, and I can't argue that. With the Chiefs, when there's only 16 of them, and every game could be the reason why you don't make the playoffs. Every game could be the reason why you don't win the division. Every game could be the reason why you don't get the number one overall seed. Every game could be the reason why you're not missing a Chiefs game. You're just not. If you're a diehard Royals fan and a diehard Chiefs fan. You are very comfortable missing a Royals game. You are not comfortable missing a Chiefs game. Football has mastered that. Now, look, you can't play 16 baseball games. You just can't. But you can reduce it from 162 to 100. 
And I'm fine even going under 100, but I mean, that, that would make some old people's head explode. So I'll just propose 100. Change is not always bad. The only bad change that happened this year is if they wanted to put the runner on second base in the postseason. That's the only bad outcome of all that we saw this year of possible world changes. That's the only one. Let me know your world changes on Twitter. Uh, be good and be good to another. We'll see you next week on Lockdown Royals.